welcome 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 back to forward pressing episode 92 kevin here i got yanis with me bro how you doing happy sunday happy sunday this is this is first episode post end of the season so we have a little bit less to talk about but some exciting transfers some rumors some retirements a lot of mostly transfers we got some concacaf nice Actually, it's, I was gonna say it's a nice, beautiful Sunday here, but it's actually not. There's a lot of smog outside because of the wildfires. I don't know about you. How? How? Wait. How is it in, in Alberta? It's like peak wildfires. It's actually it got better over the last few days, but the last past the past few weeks it was kind of tough. I'm not gonna lie. There was smoke outside. Really? Yeah. Because it was it was more um it was near Quebec, right? That it started. So I know New York got heavily affected. Toronto got heavily affected because of like the way the wind was blowing. I didn't know it was going all the way to uh. The west west i think it started in the west and then it moved towards the east i mean yeah bc always got some wildfires right yeah yeah we got there was it was smoky for a while here like the the air just wasn't really i guess breathable in a, in a sense people you could see people like wearing masks again and I, I remember a few of my games got canceled because of that as well, but it's getting better now. The rain, it was it rained for like a lot a, a while for like the last few weeks, so I kind of I guess slowed down the the smoke a little bit, but yeah, it's getting better now. You know what is hard to breathe though? That uh, Chelsea air apparently because everybody's leaving and they go in a Saudi. That's a great segue. Yeah, I'm I'm I am king of the segues. You know this. I'm not gonna lie. If if there's one thing in this podcast that has like progressively gotten better over the episode, it's been your segues. My segues, you know how it is. Um, all right, man, dude, Kante, Kulibali, Mendy, Ziyech, like, they is it is it? Do you think like this is a repercussion of like Chelsea just kind of like buying players nonstop? Like we saw we saw them like spend cash these last couple of years. Like they spent a lot of money. We haven't seen results. And now it feels like all these guys that were kind of like, you know, not not the clear starting eleven players, they're just getting that bag and they're leaving. I mean, in a sense, yes, but like, when I look at this list of players. Like, I wonder if there's there's likely the odds are like they could have found a, a new club in Europe. The fact that they're all going to Saudi Arabia is like. Yeah, do you think that's a coincidence, or it's kind of like I don't know, something's up there. They, they're they got like six players just left in like the last last week or two. They lost six players. To be fair, they bought so many, but they lost like. Havertz is a surprising one. We'll talk about that. But like all four of them to Saudi Arabia, like it must be like. Like generational wealth. Like footballers are already paid extremely well, right? But you know you're going to Saudi, and you know like your kids' kids are your kids' is kids' is kids won't have to work a day in their life, I guess. Because this is like we we remember we used to say MLS was the retirement league. Saudi is like the Saudi is uh you never have to worry a day in your life financially league, even though nobody's gonna watch you play. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like they're in, all these guys are not, not retired age yet. Like I think they're all they all they have is like they're injury prone, sure, but. They, they haven't... I think the oldest one is Conte, right? He's like 30, 31 maybe? 32, 33, I think. But still, yeah, obviously he's dealt with some injuries, but besides that... Well, I think it's also uh, the fact that there seems to be some sort of partnership between Boli and like the Saudi League, or at least some Saudi ownership, where like 
Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I think I saw I saw an article regarding that. I don't know if I sent it to you or not, but um, I I can't. I mean, to be honest, I don't really remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure I could recall like Bolly going to Saudi Arabia, like talking about negotiating with like the league or at least some of the league owners about like, hey, we got a couple of extra players here. We'd like to see if you guys would be interested, and they're like, say say less, basically. Just name the players. We'll take them. And that's, I mean, I think in the week we just saw like four guys. They all they all move within like a week or two, and I mean some of those names are kind of surprising. Like I I understand Conte and Koulibaly to an extent. Mendy probably could have stayed in Europe somewhere if he really. I never thought of Conte the type of guy that would go to Saudi. He just didn't seem like that guy. But he's the one that like situation wise, if you like take it like if you look at situation, not the player. I feel like that he's the one that made the most sense, right? Injury prone, kind of like huge payday near the end of his career compared to the others. I mean, he has. What does he have to prove himself anymore? He doesn't have to prove himself. He's won everything. He won a World Cup. Won a Champions League with Chelsea. Started from the bottom. Yeah, he's one of the most accomplished players out there right now. So for him to for him to leave now makes sense. I mean. I would have preferred. Is there was there was there another option? I don't really know, because of obviously the injury, the injury prone. So if you're gonna get a bag while being injured, like might as well. Yep. What about Kovacic to Man City? That was kind of like an under the radar kind of move. Is this kind of like a nice squad kind of rotational player to replace kind of Gundogan and uh, maybe even uh, Bernardo Silva if he leaves? It's one of those situations. It's it's um the rich get are getting richer type situation. It feels like like. Yeah, I mean, he's a good player, but he's not like a, he's not going to be a starter for them. There's no way. Oh, he might well be. He might well be. So, but, but, but he's a he's a type of player that Pep likes a lot. So he wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he 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 will get some starts, but I don't think he's a. Like, I don't think he's better than Gundogan. I don't think he's better than Bernardo Silva. He's not better than Kevin De Bruyne. He's not better than Phil Foden. He's not better than Mares. He plays more centrally in the, in the middle. I think they just knew, needed depth there. I think he's gonna play a lot more than people think he is. You think? I mean, I don't know what people think. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't. I mean, it's not like he had a really. He hasn't really been playing much at at Chelsea. I'd say he was one of the better midfielders in Chelsea. To be honest with you, like I look at what they had, like him and Jorginho was there, and, and them together, they were kind of they were decent. And then obviously Jorginho left. Conte sort of injured, so he was kind of like the one. Like, I, he probably was the best midfielder yet last year. I'd say. Better than Havertz? You know, Havertz, the thing is Havertz, what do you consider Havertz at this point? I consider him still a midfielder. He's played more striker than midfielder at Chelsea, if we're being honest. He's kind of played as like a false nine. Yeah, which is not... I mean, we can get into him right now. It's not really... I don't see... I don't know if we've seen the best of Havertz at Chelsea just because of how inconsistent his positioning has been. The way he came out of Leverkusen, he was a number ten. He was a guy that looked for space. Yeah, I think that's I think that's his best spot. That is his best spot. Yeah, behind the striker, kind of like the sort of he was a, supposed to be a better Thomas Mueller essentially. I feel like it was he was supposed to be like a more athletic Thomas Mueller. More athletic, more technical, just an overall better Thomas Mueller. I don't know, but yeah, I'm Thomas Mueller isn't known for his, his technical ability, but Th- Thomas Mueller got that dog in him. And he's got the experience and that, like, just engine inside, you know? And the mentality. Yeah, but it's also, like, his 
his, I guess, tactical awareness of the game, knowing where to go and not to go, and finding the ball, like, I place right time every time. It's like, I was supposed to be Kai Havertz for Chelsea. I just don't know what I mean. He had some good stints. I mean, they won the Champions League, but he, he also, I feel like, like you said, I feel like we haven't seen the best of him. So, it's interesting. I, I like this move. I don't know about you. You're the Arsenal fan. Tell me how you feel. I was intrigued because I didn't know exactly how, why, or where he was gonna fit. Because, like you said, he's a if he if he's a ten in my eyes, and we already have one of the best tens of the league in Odegaard, and maybe he wants to play in in sort of like a two eight system, so having like two number eights, which would make sense. I think most definitely both will be on the field at the same time. Yeah. That's that's the question. Is like how do you have them on the field at the same time? And the only way you can do that is having two two number eights, four three three. And I like that idea if that's what he's thinking of doing. Um, but I just haven't seen Havertz in that role in a while, so I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can still do it. Don't get me wrong, but I I'm, I'm curious to see how it works. I am so I was sort of skeptical at first, but I, the more I think about it, the more I realize okay. I don't know if he was the first player that I wanted, but it makes sense to go for him if he's available. He's chosen some good guys for what he wants. I've been in, I, I was I was one of those people that was skeptical at first, but he's he's definitely proved me wrong, and I'm not afraid to admit it. No, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, he's the 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 results are there. Like he's definitely like in terms of transfers, he hasn't he's hit the mark on almost all almost all of them really. Yeah, it's hard to hit on a on a lot of players like that. Yeah, so if you really wanted Havertz, there's got to be a reason. you got to trust him. So I, I'm excited to see how it's going to look. I'm very curious as to how, where he fits, where he plays. Because I don't think you'd bring him to be a number nine again. Because we've seen, we've seen how that work. Well, let me ask you. Because you think there's a world where, you know, maybe Arteta wasn't super satisfied with Gabriel Jesus. And he kind of wants to implement, like, what we've seen Pep do in the past. Have a, fal- have a, a pure false nine. And have Havertz be that guy. Mm, I don't think so, just because of how difficult Jesus has had this season with the injury, the long-term injury and stuff. Um, I just think if he's gonna play, he's is he like another option as a striker position? Yes, because I don't know what's gonna happen with Balogun and Enketia. Either I think one of one of those two are gonna go, if not both of them. I think Enketia had a a good run of form last season for like a couple games when Jesus was injured. But he didn't really like do anything to cement a spot. I feel like people were like optimistic when they saw he had like a couple of good performances, but then it kind of like fell off pretty quickly and a little bit disappointing. He's been like in the works for a while, it just hasn't really worked out. Elgin is a better striker in my opinion. It's just that he won't. I don't think he'll like settle for like a a sub a sub a, a spot on the bench when he was like a starter for Hans and had like what twenty one goals last year in Liga so. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually left. I don't know where he'll go if he does leave. Uh, I think he should, just because he needs to start. He needs to be the 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 starter somewhere and just have the playing time, and just continue the progression. I would say the same thing for Enketia too. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna be a loan or like a complete sell, but I would say that at this point he should be looking for a spot where you you know he's gonna start. And I don't think he's gonna start with Arsenal, which is why maybe you bring Havertz. I think you can, I think you have to keep Enketia because like yeah these guys are clearly not the starter right now and Jesus is there and maybe Havertz would be your next up your next guy up but I feel like you still need those guys like if Havertz and, and Odegaard are starting at the same time you need a guy that you can bring off the bench and I think right now 
one of those guys is definitely. I feel like he's definitely the, the good type of player you want coming off your bench. Like a young guy that still has to develop. He can get starts here and there, but he's not expected to be the, the main starter. And I don't know if they, they've shown enough to be the main starter. And like, yeah, they obviously want playtime, but I know playing for Arsenal is obviously really good as well. So I don't know. The way I see it, I feel like I would want to be I would want to be that guy that's coming off the bench with with you know you have the opportunity to kind of like get that spot if you show enough. Like I don't think Jesus has shown enough that he's like indispensable. Like if if Enkete is in better form, he's going to be starting the game. Still so put Jesus on the bench, easy. So I feel like there's definitely a job to be won there. And if I'm if I'm those one of those young guys, I I kind of want to kind of fight for it. Hmm. It's tricky because you gotta. If it works out, it'll be like uh, the, one of the best, like I guess. If I'm Arsenal, anyways, that's what I want. If I'm Enketia or somebody, and I know I'm not guaranteed playtime, yeah, I want to fight for a spot. But if I can get like, if I can be the 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 main striker at somewhere else and and develop, then that's probably what I would be leaning towards more if I was a player. But if I'm Arsenal, I, you kind of want those good options to come off the bench. At the same time, too, um, I still think that we need to bring in another forward option. Uh, I know we, I know Havertz seems like one, but I don't think he's the only one that should be uh, arriving. I still think that we need another striker. Um, I think you guys are getting a midfielder next. Of that, we we need that too. We need that too. I saw, I saw you guys link to to Declan Rice, which I was like, dang, there's no way if you guys get Declan Rice, there's just no chance he ends up going to Arsenal when there's like a bunch of other teams that need midfielders that are also linked to him. Um. Like he could end up at Man City, if anything. I feel like it would be way more likely than than Arsenal. Um, but that would be huge if you guys get him. English clubs are greedy, bro. You know they're they're asking for ninety mil for him. Yeah, I mean he's he's been one of the best like English players. That's like been known to be on the move for a while. Like it's been like a couple of years that we're kind of like, all right, he's gonna get a big move. He's gonna get a big move. Um, and he's clearly quality. Clearly quality. He plays in the Prem. He's English. The in, the English premium tax. And he'd be going to another team in the Prem. Like they're gonna get their money's worth. I don't know about ninety, but it's gonna be like it's gonna be like seventy plus. Like I can live with seventy, but ninety. That's what I'm saying. Man City will will pay ninety. They played a hundred. They paid a hundred for Grealish. True, but i don't think man city will go especially if they get kovacic which i mean hasn't been confirmed yet but it's pretty much done if they get kovacic i don't see i mean especially when you have you have calvin phillips in your squad that has barely played because he's been injured all season if, if he comes back he's he's leaving is he leaving i i heard that there's other teams that want him and like he is city move didn't really end up working out right I don't know. I mean, it hasn't worked out so far, but I mean, he's only what twenty eight, twenty nine. He still has time to. I think if they can give him a nice season. But he had his breakout pretty late too. Yeah, and the thing is, you, what if you bring Declan? What do you put? Where do you play Rodri? You play both. You play. You play Rodri. You play Declan Rice, and you play uh, KDB. There's only so many spots in midfield. So you can't play both. There's three spots in the midfield, and that's the three of them. So you want to play Declan, Declan as an eight? Then you can play. You can play Foden, Mares, and and Haaland. I mean, I don't see why not. I just don't think that's his best. I th- I think Rodri, Declan Rice, and KDB would be like probably the best the best midfield in in the world. In the world. I mean, the only other midfield that I can think of is Madrid. Who else is competing with that? 
Rodri's one of the best defensive midfielders. KDB's one of the, the best attacking midfielders. And I feel like Declan is, is really good at doing both. More offensive than defensive, but still really good. So he's that good middle in, in between the two. I thought I think that would be a, a great trio. I can see that. I can see that. Like no 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 other English team has a better trio in the middle in the middle. I mean if that's the one potentially, yeah, I wouldn't see anybody else competing with that. No United, no Liverpool. No Chelsea, no Arsenal. You also just got Tonali, though. But it's still not enough. I think maybe, like, I don't know. I don't know which other team would be better than that. Anyway, Declan, Declan knows what he needs to do. He'll do the right choice. Yeah, he's going to go to United. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nobody's going to United at this point. Uh, I don't know. No Mason Mount, no Caicedo. Let's, let's talk about United transfers. Um... I mean, our biggest our biggest thing that we're linked to right now is Mason Mount, right? And you know, I was like really, I felt really underwhelmed when we were first linked to Mason Mount. It kind of just feels like a failed Chelsea player. Why are we Why are we spending up for him? Um, the more I think about it, the more I feel like Ten Hag would get way more, would get the best out of him, and I trust it. Um, and he's like a perfect replacement for like a Ericsson, or a, give some depth to play around Bruno. Um, but, 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 Chelsea are penny pinching right now. Like, they, I think, I think we've been negotiating like really well, and it feels like we land on a number around fifty-five, which I think is very fair for Mason Mount. Like, he hasn't really had like the best seasons. They're not really paying like that that guy high premium, but you know he's talented and has potential. They want like sixty plus, so it kind of feels like we're at an impasse right now. And latest news was United are kind of like really not happy with Chelsea and they're just like ready to move on to a different prospect and the name that's coming out is Caicedo which I think would be another great option so that's how I feel right now those English hacks are serious but the same thing that's the same thing that's uh that's the same issue with Declan Rice right the price is overinflated yeah I mean it we saw with Maguire we see it with English players all the time yeah, it's not a it's not a new thing. It's just that now it's being annoying because it just blocks like potential transfers that are, that would benefit you in the long run because I don't think Chelsea I don't think Chelsea and Mount are sort of seeing eye to eye as to what their what the future is for them and him. The best thing to do for him at this point is leave, but Chelsea are making hard on him for, for silly reasons, bro. Fifty five mil for Mason Mount seems realistic. That feels realistic. Like I think they wanted like sixty-seven or some shit. Like that's that's too much. Bro, it's gonna they're gonna settle at like seventy. That's watch watch what happens. Yeah, seventy. Yeah, they're gonna. United you know, one fifty-five. Chelsea one sixty-seven, and we're gonna settle on seventy. Nah, I think we're not gonna get him. I think we're just gonna go somewhere else. I think somebody's getting him for. I'm sure. I'm for sure telling you he's not staying at Chelsea, and I'm sure. No, all these players are leaving. Another player we actually we don't have it in the document, but. Christian Pulisic, he's not going to be at Chelsea. Oh, true, that's right. This is a guy that this is a guy that I feel like has a lot of potential. Um, injury prone though. A little bit injury prone, but I feel like right now it's the mentality. Like I've seen enough interviews recently that he's kind of just like he's not happy where he is right now. He's not happy. He doesn't really have the love for the game, and he keeps saying that he wants to go somewhere where he can like reinvigorate his passion for football. And I feel like him at a spot like that. We can see him reach those heights again, and I really want that for him because he was fun to watch. I just I don't feel like that place is is in is in the prem. You think it's outside of the prem? I could see him going to the MLS. 
I feel like you shouldn't. I can see it. You're saying Pulisic in MLS right now? I can see it. I can I can see it. He's an American player. I feel like he could go to the MLS and be like the star of the league. American player, one of the best American players out there right now, if not the best, when he's hitting in all, on all cylinders. I can see him going to the MLS and being like the face of the league. And kind of like, you know, being at home and having that love for the game again. I don't think he should because I feel like it just limits him in terms of like career success legacy. But I can see it. I can see him being tempted. Or I can see him going back to the Bundesliga or something. Or La Liga. I can see that. Okay, yeah. That's a good save. Because I was going to say, going back to MLS right now would be such a backward move. It would. It would. But I feel like... Have you seen his interviews lately? He kind of just feels like he's like, I, I just want a fresh start. I want to find my love for the game again. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like he's... Yeah, but not in MLS. He's, no, obviously not. But I feel like, you know, it's, it's an American player. I'm saying like... He's going back home to a place that, like, he can, like, represent and have, like, that pride, you know? Like, there's definitely an aspect there. Just because, I don't know if we're saying that just because Messi joined, but there's MLS never live it. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I thought Bundesliga made the most sense, but MLS never even occurred. For sure, but it, where would he go? He's not going to Bayern and he's not going to... to he could go back to Dortmund. Uh, Leipzig? Yeah, I could see that too. Serie A could be interesting as well. Um... Depending on what Napoli, what happens with Napoli, I think they're, they're going to keep Scarosilia, but if they lose like a guy like Lozano, for example, then that gives him, there's an option for that. Yeah, that could be a good option. You know what's going to happen? I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. If you say MLS again. No. He's going to Spurs after Harry Kane and, and Son leave. Mm, I, don't, I don't see that. And I'm, I'm saying it, it's going to be horrible because he's going to hate his life there. Because everybody hates their life at Spurs. I think Son is probably the... I think Kane is the likeliest one to leave, but... Pulisic for, for, for Kane doesn't seem really... like a, It's not a... Not, it's not really an equivalent... Not, I mean, they're not the same position. No, but it'd be a replacement for Son. Yeah, if Son actually does leave for Saudi Arabia, which I doubt. I don't think he'll do it. Especially if Kane leaves, like, you can't, you, you can't leave. You can't lose both. I think they're. I think they're probably both gone. Mm, that's tough. That's tough. I. I don't. I don't see. I don't see where. I don't see why Son would go to Saudi Arabia at this point. I mean, yeah, sure, he's like one of the best Asian players, but. And if the bag is there, sure. I just don't think that it, it, he'll do it. Like, I didn't. I didn't expect. I didn't expect Ruben Neves to do it, but that that happened. So, even Partey has been. Even Partey has been linked. Ruben Neves is like. That midfielder that we all like really rate highly, who doesn't really do much, stays on a bad team forever, and I was just going for a pure money move. I feel like what a waste, no? He spent his whole career at Wolves being linked to every big team every summer, not doing anything, not going anywhere, and now he's just going to Saudi. But if but if the big clubs actually don't bid for you, like what are you supposed to do? I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. It's just kind of interesting. I'm pretty sure, like he wanted. I'm pretty sure, like the club that he really wanted was Barca, and like Barca hasn't made a move on. We were linked to him for a couple seasons too. Yeah, but they actually never moved. So at some point, like, what do you? You can't wait forever, right? Especially when that like opportunity, like, it's not the 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 on paper. It's it looks good on the field. It might not, but that's why <laughs> at this point, like he's played enough that he's a proven midfielder, and I'm pretty sure that he could come back if in a year or two and like still find decent options. But for the two years that I'm there, I'm getting my bag. 
don't think it'll like hinder his like Portugal appearances because I'm pretty sure he's a solid like he's a pretty proven member of the squad, so I don't think that'll affect them. But in terms of like cachet, especially if you're not getting that that those uh, salaries in the in your European club where you wanted to go, might as well just cash out now. Kind of like Oscar did. Remember what Oscar at Chelsea? Yeah, but he went to China like really early on in his. Yeah, it was like I don't know where, but he got the bag right, and we never heard of him again. Yeah, that's the only issue is like he never came back. But but I I think Neves would be a bit different. Where he, I do think that he could come back to a solid level. I mean, depending on if he wants to or not. But um, that's that was a surprising one too. See, that's the play that United should have gone for. Oscar? No, uh, Neves. Oh yeah, we've been linked to him for multiple years. It just never happened. That's what I'm saying. Um, Busquets, Bus- well, Busquets as well. That's actually confirmed now. Busquets to Miami. Yeah, that's great. Him and Messi again together. It's gonna be lit. Uh, the question is, who's next? Because Jordi Alba is hasn't signed yet. Uh, Di Maria is going to Benfica. He's not going to Miami. That would that would been sick if Di Maria was in Miami as well, but. Saudi Rods just doesn't make any sense. Um, Emmy just got smacked yesterday again. Uh, I think it was was it Philly? I think it was Philly, four like one or something. It was they're they're not looking good at all. <laughs> I don't see how Messi's gonna figure out this out. Like he's not gonna be able to change that. So it's gonna be a long season for him. I think. Seems like it. I think Jordi Alba will probably be next. Yeah, I think so. What about um? What about Bayern Munich? Thoughts on their moves? I'm getting tired of seeing Bundesliga, Bundesliga players going to Bayern. I think I've already told you this. I'm not... Like, Guerrero, I understand he was like, out of contract, so he could re, he could have gone, like, anywhere. Was Leimer out of contract? Or did Leipzig sell him to them? I think he wanted to move. Yeah, but, bro, they keep selling. It's like every... It's like it's the same thing every year. Every best, every club in, in the Bundesliga is selling the best players to the one team... Like as a representative, that's winning the league every year. It's annoying though. Like, how are you supposed to beat Bayern now? I don't think they're competing with Bayern. I think they're just competing for second. They're accepting that Bayern is like the better team, and like, oh, I guess we can't, we, we can't compete. We might as well just sell them our players, which is dumb as hell. And you can get, I'm pretty sure you could get more for them outside the Bundesliga. The Bundesliga doesn't have like. Probably, but I feel like these players may not want to go outside the Bundesliga. There's that too. Yeah, maybe they're comfortable in, in, in Germany. I mean, if, if they're comfortable in Germany, if it's Bayern, not if it's like a Freiburg or something, even though Freiburg had done decent a lot recently, but if it's Bayern, then like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm decent. You know, you know who, you know, a bold statement, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know who's the next guy coming in too, because they need a striker, right? Yeah. And who's the one informed striker in the Bundesliga that's still in the Bundesliga right now? Let me think. I'll give you a hint. He played at the World Cup. France. And Kunku? And Kunku? No, and Kunku's at Chelsea. No, and Kunku's at, uh, at Leipzig. Oh, he signed for Chelsea. He's, it's signed official? Yeah, he signed in January. There's a YouTube video of him going to, like, in the training at, at Cobham, like, yesterday. He's a Chelsea player. I was thinking, I was talking about Kolomwani, though. The Frankfurt guy, yeah, Randall. I mean, he's good. I don't, I don't know if he's uh, on the radar for a lot of these top teams, though. He is, especially when Bayern doesn't have a striker, like a legitimate striker. He is on this. Does he play striker, 
right wing, right? Yeah, he's versatile, but for Frankfurt, he's been a pretty solid option up front. I mean, he's tall, he's, he's young, he's only 24. Yeah, and Bayern needs the youth. And he's French, so you know they're going to go for him. There was no there was no Bayern player that really had a crazy year this year in terms of, like, scoring. I, who's, who, do you, who do you think was Bayern's uh, top scorer this year in the Bundesliga? I actually don't know. That's a good question. I would have said Mane, but I know Mane had a quiet year, so and he wants to leave Bayern, actually, so it's not him. It's not Sané. Oh, I would expect it to be Sané, but it's not Sané. Is it Musiala? Nope. He's second. Oh, Gnabry? Yeah, Gnabry. 14. Only 14 goals. Only 14 goals. I mean, that's because everybody else scores as well. Yeah, Musiala, 12. Supermoting, 10. Coman and Sane at 8. I oh, see. Yeah, everybody's... Everybody... There's not like a one focal point in, the, in terms of goal scoring for them. Yeah, they're all scoring. But yeah, I don't know. I could, I could definitely see him. I could definitely see Byron making doing that. I just, I don't see Byron paying. I feel like he's young. He would go for a lot of money, and I don't see Byron dishing out that cash. But that's that's what that's what's gonna happen though. They're gonna get him for like half his actual value. Yeah, they're gonna get the Byron discount. Do you think they'd rather Harry Kane? I don't think so, just because Randall is like if. He's 24, right? And Harry Kane is a 30-year-old player who's demanded by Madrid and United, so his price is going to be very much inflated, or at least very high. And that's above Bayern's um, usual, usual spending amount. Like they don't, The fact that they spent 50 on Sané like, and bringing him back was like the most I've ever seen Bayern spend on the player. And I don't think they'll do that too often. No. I can see... Um... I can't wait to see... Who uh, who ends up getting Hurricane? I'm very curious. I'm I'm still a Bellingham Madrid. Really? Actually, now that the the I mean Bellingham is also Madrid, so that's uh, there's gonna be a lot of English movement towards the capital of Spain. By the way, Bellingham choosing number five. That's big. That's Zidane. That is Zidane. That's old. That's young. That's old Zidane. That's that's. I mean, that's young Zidane. The kid can do it. No, he can definitely do it. That midfield just got more and more stacked. You're gonna talk about the rich getting richer. He's gonna be so good there. That's uh, yeah. I I'm I'm very happy. I'm very excited to see what he, what happens. I think it's only it, it can only go like up for him at this point. In terms of signing, Madrid has probably they've probably done the best, and they've only signed one, well, two players technically. Actually, three if you count by Jose Lu, who I've never, I haven't heard in forever. But anyways, um, I'd like to talk about the Nations League if you don't mind. I, don't know if it's- I have something I want to mention first, though. Um, did you see? We didn't mention this. You didn't even put in the doc, but did you see um, Man City getting? Guardiola. Oh yeah, I forgot about. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah, what the hell? Why? <laughs> Why? They they Leipzig want like a hundred mil. I mean, I feel like John Stones has been like one of the best defenders in the league this year. Underrated. Like nobody's really talking about him because Ruben Diaz is kind of like their guy. I feel like John Stones was always consistent and at a high level. But now you add Guardiola in there. 
You know what that means, though? I think that kind of confirms that he wants to stick Johnstone as a midfielder, maybe. No, I don't see that. He's played he's played midfielder for like the last the past two, three months, so towards the end of the season, and he's been pretty, really solid. I wouldn't be surprised if that stays the same next year. And he just brings Guardiola as another option for center backs because they're playing three in the back every time now, right? So, and they only have three solid center backs. If you, if you put John Stones as a center mid, I mean, they have John Stones, Ruben Diaz, Nathan Ake. Yeah, if you think of it, if you think of it like that, it makes more sense. It's just that, and he rotates a lot, so he wants options. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and I also wanted to mention what about um, Nicholas Jackson for Chelsea, signed from Villarreal? I don't know much about him. I don't know much about him also. Um, I've only seen him play a couple times for Villarreal. I know he's a Senegal international. But the highlights that I see, I've only seen like snippets of him on, on Twitter and YouTube and stuff. It doesn't really tell me much. And also, like he's only been a pro for not that long, of a, not that long ago. So it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. But, I mean, Chelsea do need a striker. And if Lukaku is not going to stay, then you have to find anybody at this point. And if that's the guy, then so be it. But it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a tricky one. I'm not exactly sure about him yet. And I also want to know your opinion on apparently there was links that PSG were interested in Mikel Arteta. Did you see that? You can, you can miss me with that. I've never seen that. No, I haven't seen that. No, I haven't seen it. Really? And then Arteta's, Arteta's response to being asked about it, he said, I can only say that I'm happy at Arsenal. I feel loved and also appreciated by the owners. I have, I have a lot of things to do for this club. I'm very happy and really, but trust me, incredibly grateful for being Arsenal's manager. And a story for me, yeah. I don't see, I, I don't do not, there is no way he would go to PSG. I don't, especially the way that PSG are scrambling right now for a coach. I think Nagel refused him recently. So no, I don't see I I don't see how he would leave. I think Luis Enrique is actually the, the next coach for PSG. Pretty sure I, I don't know if it's got confirmed already, but I know for sure Nagelsmann refused it, and that um, Luis Enrique was mentioned as the next one up, and he said I'm pretty sure he agreed already. And um, I mean, we didn't mention this either, but Timber, it's not official, but you guys are kind of like the leading the race for that. I'll take that. I'll take that. We need another center mid or center back. Who can play center mid? Yeah, he's mostly center back. He's technical on the ball, too. I like him a lot. He's kind of undersized though for a center back, but he fits. I mean, they said the same about uh, about uh, Martinez. And, uh, I mean, those Ajax defenders are small, bro. <laughs> it's an Ajax thing. Yeah, but they get it done. Get it done. If you can play the ball with Ajax, you can pretty much play anywhere. Well, none of that was Ajax too, and he's, he's basically another center back at this point. Apparently, you guys agreed personal terms, and you're just waiting for an official bid to come in. I mean, I did not notice that one. I was, I looked at his, I looked at the, it was Netherlands and Portugal in the under-21 Euros yesterday. And you know his brother plays for there as well. He's, so I thought it was him, but I realized it was his, his brother, so that was kind of confusing. He was playing center mid, so... That's a that's a decent uh, decent option for us. I really, if it does happen, I'll be I'll be I'll be pretty happy about it. But uh, let's wait till it actually happens first to to confirm. Let's wait for confirmation. If you guys get Declan Rice as well, I I will be like so jealous. 
That would be a great transfer. I think I think Havertz, Timber, and and Declan Rice would all be like really good impact players for you guys. I feel like that would be a really good strong offseason. Start to the offseason, anyways. Even if you guys lose like Partey to Saudi or something, like I still think that would be great. So for you to guys to have like a sort of solid season to get Mbappe at this point. <laughs> I'm just yeah. Give us the Saudi owners. Give us Mbappe, and I'll be happy. I'll be happy. I'm just curious because like we're not really linked to as many players as we're used to being linked to. It kind of feels like we're putting all our, our eggs in the basket to get Mason Mount done. But since that's stalling, I kind of like the way we're going about business this time. We're not like getting uh, dragged everywhere, and we're not gonna pay overpay to uh, to get a player and get like taken advantage of. So I kind of like that we're kind of sticking to our guns and getting players that the, the manager wants, and we're not overpaying for them. So we'll see what happens. We'll get Jonathan David. I'd be so happy with Jonathan David. It's not gonna happen though. Um, what did you want to talk about? Was it Di Maria? We didn't mention Di Maria. Back to Benfica. Do we, we do, I think we did for it. I did. I said it. For, I said it for like a second. For like a second, I didn't hear you. My bad. Yeah. Back to Benfica. Back to the roots. Concacaf. Um. So I don't know if you saw the Nations League or at least some of the funny how the game went against the state against the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, we talked about it. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. It was... No bite. It was frustrating, I think is the best way to put it. Just because, like, on paper, it feels like we should be able to compete with them. And we've beaten them in the past. But this time, it was just... It was just bad. <laughs> it was just bad. It took us... Maybe six... Like, maybe a whole half to start playing our game. And you know, I felt like we were never in it. It felt like we were never in it. I felt like we were second best with every ball. I think that's the best way they want. They, the thing, the, the term that I heard more is they wanted it more than us. Yeah, and it showed. And I, I genuinely believe that. I genuinely believe that. And also, um, when your two strikers are having a great game, it shows. It shows because... Yeah, because it just kind of feels like you have no... No, like punch. You're never, never getting chances. Yeah. Um. I think the main problem for me though was like figuring out where Herman wants to play Fonzie because he started him as a as a left wing back, playing through in the back. He was a left wing back. Sure. Okay. Cool. And at one point he changed him. He put him on the he put him on the right, uh, switching with Laria. So he was playing right wing back. That looked a bit weird as well. Um, and then he put him as a left winger, and that's why I thought he looked the best. I mean, he's Fonzie's got the pace, and he's got like that dangerous kind of like allure about him. He he would be a great winger, like he's that's where he started. Um, but he's also a great defender, one of the best. So kind of tough, and asking him to do both is is is, is a lot, but he can do it. I'll be honest with you, I haven't defending was. He hasn't been so great this season. When I the few things, the few games that I saw for mine, him defending wasn't necessarily the best. He kind of had a few errors here and there, but that's I mean that's going to happen every game. I do think that his best game is going forward though, and that's why I feel like him being as a left wing back doesn't really help us. It, but him playing as a left back does. I mean, as a left winger does. Yeah, because he's dangerous with the ball. Yeah, like, don't make him, don't, you don't, if you're, if you're, he's your best player, right? You don't want him to, like, 
think about in the, I mean it sounds weird, but don't you don't want to think about defending essentially is what I'm saying. Yeah, I know I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know like as a left wing back, like, you have Kamar Miller behind you, so you're kinda like you can go knowing that your back is covered. But as a he still has to do the tracking back and stuff. As a left winger, I feel like he'd be more of a threat, especially or an at least an asset for us. Um he had a few moments in the game where as a left winger he just took over the game at some point. Maybe a little selfish at, at some point as well, but that's going to happen a few times. Um, I think it was just part of the game. It was just frustrating for him and for them, for everybody, really. Um, so he had a couple moments where I'm like, maybe he should really release the ball in the final and that and there or not. But it's easy to say when you're watching on TV and you don't really see what 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 he's what he's saying. Um, but I think we got to settle that. We got to settle that positioning of his at some point because he can't keep moving him. And like expect him to be like the uh, the a, a consistent player. I'm thinking about him. Like, I don't think the right side fits him at all. Yeah, he needs to kind of focus on something. Yeah, like stick to one thing and work on that. Because I feel like left. If you want, if you want to play in his left wing back, he's he's so good at both. So thing he's so good at both. So yes, but like I said, to me defensively. You can manage without him in a sense. Kamar Miller is a pretty solid. Player. The thing is, he's so good offensively, and if he's playing left back, when it doesn't work out, then we're exposed for a counter attack or taking advantage of that side of the field, right? And that's kind of what happens. But it, the risk and reward there is is everything, because we do get a lot of dangerous chances with that with them doing that. We just give up some dangerous chances too. They, they 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 did expose that side, especially on the on the counters. But he's fast enough to recover. I just think that he's a better winger than he's a wing back, especially for Canada. Like for Bayern, whatever happens happens. But I think he wants to play as a winger. That's initially what he was brought in for. He said in in the podcast recently he was brought in for it to be a right winger. I think he's a better. He's better on the left to me. From what I've seen, uh, even in his Vancouver Whitecaps day, he was very solid on the on the left. Just because he seems more of a traditional, similar to like Kingsley Coman in a sense. Coman has always played both sides, but to me, he looked better on the right than on the left. That's the same thing with Fonzie. And I think Herman, I hope that Herman realizes that eventually and like kind of like sticks to one position for him because if he keeps moving, it just doesn't, it doesn't help him. It doesn't help his progression. It doesn't, we're not managing him as well as as well as we should, really. It just it just hinders him his progression. And him not playing his best just hurts the team. And I think um, I think it's because we have options for the wing that are more like easily replaceable than him him at the, at the back. Like we don't really have left backs that can replace him. Yeah, we do. We have at least one. You can play Adekube there. It's not the same, but I mean, you still. He's, I think to me he's a solid option if you want to have a, a, like a starting left back. He would be, it would be him. You play, you play him on the right. I mean, him on the left, Larry on the right. Even though I don't think Larry is an actual fullback, to me he's a, he's a midfielder as well. Maybe you play also Johnson as a right back. Then you have Fonzie up top. I mean, you mean Fonzie as a left winger and Tejon on the right. I don't know why Tejon didn't start that game. Also, that's the thing. One of our best asset as as uh, with this team is like a one v ones on the out on the out wide. I don't feel like we used that enough that game. She not starting Tejan. I feel like that was a mistake on Herman's part. But 
we're it, it feels like we're not using our best assets to win games. Like we're not we're not a possession team. We're more of a transition team. We're we're a pacey team for that for that matter. So not having our best players in those positions kind of hurt. And you saw that towards in the U.S. game. Like we don't we're not good at keeping possession as well. We're like I said we're like we're 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 very up and go. What we do we go. Yeah, I feel like that's our that's kind of what we we've learned to be successful as. Yeah, for I mean for now, hopefully that changes because I think we still have, we have decent midfielders enough that we can work on like keeping the ball at possession and stuff like that. But so far right now it's not happening. So that's something to work on. Maybe it's a good thing that we lost the team because it can, kind of gives you a reality check after having such a good like qualifiers for qualifier round. And also, like, not winning a game at the World Cup and then this happening kind of puts you back on track of, like, okay, yeah, we got a lot. We still a lot of, have a lot of work to do. There's been a lot of progress, but we're not where we want to be yet. We have work to do. We have work to do. What about, um, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll end on this because we've gone a lot, way longer than we kind of expected to. But Atiba Hutchinson... Last last game for Canada didn't end up playing, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, just thoughts on on everything. Probably one of the still one of the greatest players in Canadian history. Uh, one of the the rare ones that made their move to Europe and was successful. Um, got on a great career, really. Sucks that he couldn't play in that game, but I mean, I don't think he was. I don't see where he would have like helped at that point. So I see why he didn't. No, he wouldn't have. It's just kind of like I just wish there was another opportunity to get another game for him to play, so he can play on his last game. I wonder if he's gonna end up being on the staff for for Canada going forward. Definitely see that. Seems like the most natural transition. Stay within the group because he knows the group, right? So it makes sense for him to stay around them and be like sort of the not a counselor, but like you know the OG in a sense. Not really playing, but yeah, congrats on a great career. PSV Besiktas, like coming from from uh, from Ontario. I think he's from Brampton. I think everybody everybody's from Brampton, so he has to be from Brampton. <laughs> so I feel like that's like the Toronto hood, you know? I'm not sure. Yeah, or the place where everybody comes from. Yeah, so I just mean like everybody ends up being from there for some reason. Yeah, it's like there's there's Toronto and then there's Brampton. <laughs> All right, I think we ended there. Episode 92 in the books. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I mean, thanks everybody for listening. If you made it this far, surprise, but also really appreciate it. Um, now that it's the off season, I feel like we're going to try to get some more interesting uh, conversations going since we're not going to have uh, a lot of like uh, live stuff to talk about. Still going to talk about some transfers. Still going to talk about some other like uh, storylines that are happening. There's always drama in the football world. Um, and I feel like this summer transfer window is going to come and go much quicker than we think. So we'll be we'll be on it. Make sure you guys are are, are listening and following us on the socials. Forward press pod, forward, score, forward underscore pressing. So you're notified every time the episodes go live. Keep up the discussions with us and we'll see you later. Peace. Peace.